The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. What is going on, y'all? We are back. It is another edition of No Bets Bar. This time, UFC Kansas City, the blessed versus the almighty Max Holloway taking on Arnold Allen. And rumor has it, I cannot confirm or deny this, but I think someone close to the pod here can. We will have boots on the ground in boots Kansas on the ground. City. We will, Jed Mishu, MMA5.com, great website, will be in attendance Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center to watch. You know, Connor, I feel like an idiot right now because until you gave that intro, I never once thought, oh, this is Max Blessed Holloway taking on the Almighty. How can a man who is blessed by the Almighty defeat the Almighty? We'll get into that and more on this edition of No Bets Barred. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like we we swung and missed not just doing this the day after 287 on, on Easter Sunday, and we just get the blessed versus the almighty, and we just really take that theme with it. We A lot of mistakes were made. We'll get better. We'll grow from this. We'll improve for the next time out. Yeah, I mean, before we recap 287, I just have to say I am like so, so hyped for this main event. Like, I cannot wait for it. Very much Arnold so. Allen undefeated in the UFC, 10-0, second longest active winning streak in the UFC right now, going up against, obviously, former featherweight champion Max Holloway, one of the most exciting fighters in the octagon. Like, I, I can't wait for this one. Same. I mean, the the main event is electric. That's part of the reason I'm I'm going, part of the reason I'm so excited about going. And look, maybe I'm coming to this with, you know, the, the rose-colored glasses of a man who will be sitting cage-side, but... I think this the rest of this card is decent. I'm not here to say it's, it's great. No, it's decent, dude. I'm excited it for it. Great, but there are matchups here that are at least interesting in, in their own way. A couple of live dogs we'll get into. Oh, there's a couple uh, of live dogs. And when it's and when it's capped off with by main event of this quality, this is this is a weekend I'm I'm pretty happy to be an MMA fan. I've got two bias bets and two revenge bets. Um so Ooh. I don't know what could possibly go wrong there. Uh, I and love we'll, revenge, so I'm you're going to have to be on one of them, uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. We'll get into it when we get there. You're going to have to be on one of them. Um, 
Let's go back to UFC 287, though. You said Israel Adesanya round one KO. I said Israel Adesanya round three KO. He met in the middle. What idiots. What and idiots got, we are. And got round two. <laughs> you know, I uh, I felt so stupid by saying round one KO as that fight was playing out. I was like, ah, oh, I'm just an idiot. He's come out here. He's doing is in different but it's still there's just not going to be enough uh collisions for this to happen and then damn if it didn't happen you know uh, four minutes later i was like ah i was just too aggressive i was too aggressive the moment the arrows the going for the kid the speech afterward i mean everything it was it was definitely one however you feel about it whoever you were cheering for it is absolutely one of the defining moments in UFC history as as we move forward. That is one that we are going to look back on. And it's going to be one of those like, I remember when that happened. I remember where I was at. I remember what I was doing there. Uh, absolute insanity uh, from Israel Adesanya to get the belt back. Yeah, uh, just, just scenes. It's the moment of the year. Uh, probably going to hold on to that. Uh, going to be tough to Something top. crazy happens. Going to be that, tough to top. And we're talking about a year that's had some big moments. I mean, who... Who can forget Valentina Shevchenko uh, getting robbed by (laughs) an absolute highway robbery getting submitted by Alexa Grasso. So uh, some big moments this year, but uh, that is certainly among them. So it was a good Yeah, I mean, dude, fun card. It felt like the crowd was there. Uh, Our Jorge bet never had a hope. No Um, chance. It was just, it was as the week went on, I like kept trying to talk myself into it. I was like, it's gonna happen. But like the more I kept trying to talk myself into it and the more I saw of him as the week went on, I was like, ah, he's just, he's just going to get worked out there. And uh, that's kind of what happened. He hung tough, didn't get finished, uh, but like was never live for a finish, never really presented any real danger to Gilbert. And that was kind of that. Just sort of another one of those. It it just falls right into the bin with uh, Jared Vandera by sub. You know, uh, yeah, ne- never happened. I did have a couple of over bets, so nice. That is, I nice. was very happy that he just hung tough. Tough that was dude, pretty cool. Tough dude, hard to finish. But, but yeah, pretty early on. Uh, certainly, the first round was competitive until the end of it. I mean, it wasn't compelling, but it wasn't. No man was running away with it, and then. Gilbert kind of just puts a stamp on it at the end. And the moment that happened, I was like, well, this is done. This is, this, <laughs> this is how this fight is, is going for now on. So chalk it up as an L. Uh, I had a lot of nerves for the main event. Did not feel confident about the Izzy bets down at all uh, with the walkout. With, when, when Perrera showed up to the arena in the John Wick suit, I was oh, like, yeah. oh, God, I've made a terrible mistake. That's tough. Uh, Rob Font, unbelievable showing from my him. boy. Uh, had a tough one. Yeah, my boy had a tough scene. There. That was uh, incredibly impressive stuff from Rob Font. Kelvin Gaslam back in the win column. Chris Chat Curtis GPT baby. Shout out to the Chat GPT bet. Chris Curtis not happy about it. He is letting people know on Twitter. Uh, you should let him know. Chat GPT said he was going to lose, and that did blame, come to blame fruition. the machines. Chris Curtis, it's blame their the fault. machines. Joe Pfeiffer, your guy. Hard to not be his guy after his appearance saying, on the MMA hour yesterday. Hard to not to be his guy. I wanted to talk to you about that because when he's on the hour yesterday, I was watching. I was like, "We're gonna when we record no bets barred." There's no way yeah. that Piper is not now <laughs> the Connor Burke's guy. Uh, I mean, the way that he just like that was 
Gerald Mearshart was easily my worst bet of the night. You know, Jorge was Jorge was bad, but like he at least made it to a decision and like just maybe, maybe. Plus, Ger- the odds were way jacked yes, up on him. They were him way more jacked the up. The Gerald Mearshart one, I was just like, he's got to take him down or he's, he's just dead. And then it was just like rocked, curled up, over. I was just like, whew, that was a bad bet. That was a terrible bet. Uh, Calvillo fought for my money. That was nice. Calvillo did Didn't fight get it done, for your money. But she fought for my money. But she uh, scrapped it up. Yeah, fun card. It was a winning week for me on the UFC. But I got reverse sweeped on PFL. And I'd like to come on to No Bets Bar today, uh, this Tuesday, April 11th, when we're recording this, and just make an announcement, a declaration. Uh, done. Done betting on we, PFL. We're, we're banning the PFL. You're wearing a PFL shirt. I feel like you're sure almost. Am. I feel like I you're did, you're taunting me. I'm, you know, I think you're mocking me. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> actually. I'm gonna extend it. Out. I'm gonna extend it. PFL and Bellator off limits for me. Bellator. I'm catching just, strays. Just going UFC. Just going UFC until I can write this ship. I it's it's the it's the promotion that I know the most about that I can get the deepest on tape study that has the most statistics. It has been my most profitable promotion by far. I'll make my return to PFL once we get into the playoffs, once we get into the championships. But uh That's interesting. I mean watching I, I understand it. Watching I mean, Aspen Lad, that. that's that's what made that's what made me do it. That's what made me do it. I stopped watching the card after after the Aspen Lad fight. I was just like, Nope, can't do this. I cannot do this anymore. That was just so frustrating to watch. And uh, yeah, killed two bets. It, I mean, it's my own fault. Listen, I'm not blaming anyone but myself for trusting Aspen Lad with my money. That is completely on me. I just like, I wanted to put that out in the universe. And I went to bed. I had Pacheco inside the distance too. Got a great line, beat oh. the line movement. I was like, oh man, felt good about that. But after the Aspen Lad performance, I was like, I'm getting reverse sweep. There's no doubt. Uh, Pacheco by decision is now a lock. Uh, go to bed, wake up the next morning. Pacheco won by decision. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I I, I got to swear it off for now. Well, that's a shame. Uh, I don't have much PFL action this week, but there is one bet that I do like, so I, I'll lead us off. I'll just put this out here. Put it out there. And then please. we can move away from PFL. We they don't drop, have to make you relive it. I, I, I get the Twitter notifications from Best Fight Odds and FightOdds.io, so I know when, when odds drop. Mm-hmm. They dropped the PFL three lines, and I was just like, nah, get this out of here. That not is even a res- not even responsible young man. Uh but I, I do like the uh, Shane Burgos straight up. He's a, a, a slight underdog to Olivier Albin Marcier. Is the fight in New York? I'm, uh, I'm interested in, in Mr. Shane Burgos coming into this, this season. I think he's got a real good chance to take the Millie. And so I'm, uh, I'm here on this one. Yeah, I mean, coming from the UFC, like you have to have a little bit of confidence in, in him going against OAM. I would feel much more confident. If it was Big Apple Burgos, if this was taking place in New York City, then you could get me off the the uh, the the bench here and get back into the game for PFL. Legendary fighter, Big Apple Burgos. Legendary. Can't wait for the PFL at some point to go to New York with him. Legendary. All right, that that was UFC 287. That was PFL two last week, uh, and now we dive in UFC Kansas City. We mentioned it at the top: the Blessed versus the Almighty. Uh, main event: featherweight bout. Arnold Allen, Max Holloway feels like if Arnold Allen gets this done, he's next in line for a title shot after Volkanovski Yair. A thousand percent. If he beats Max Holloway and doesn't get a title fight, something's up. Something is wrong with this world. And I, 
you know, I've, I've become the resident hater of Alexander Volkanovsky somehow, uh, and I'm okay with it. It's a, I didn't choose this life. This life chose me, but I think even Alexander Volkanovsky will have to a- acknowledge that his, his desperate attempts to get another lightweight title fight rest entirely on Max Holloway to be victorious. Cause if Max gets a win and Volk can beat Yair, then maybe he does get to get himself back to a lightweight title shot. But if he doesn't, if, if Arnold Allen wins, I think even Volk has to admit, well, that's that's next business after I deal with the IA. Yeah. Yeah. There's no uh there's no question of who the clear number one contender is. He'll be eleven and zero in the promotion at that point, uh, and twenty and one overall with some some huge wins. Uh now when it gets to the fight itself, I mean, we mentioned it last week as we were signing off. Arnold Allen, friend of the program, kind of our guy. This is bias bet number one. Love him. Took Arnold Allen plus money. Um, how does he get it done? He's got it. Like, where'd you from, get him at? I took him at plus one fifty, but I saw I saw some books with better. Okay. Have you taken him yet? I, I got him at plus one fifty five earlier today. Yeah, he is took currently sitting today, at plus one fifty five. Yeah, currently sitting at plus one fifty five. I saw like I saw one book like plus one seventy, plus one seventy five earlier. I don't know if that's gonna like just keep going up and down. Like these Ooh. these lines have kind of been all over the place this week. Um. Like he he has to mix it up. He just can't stand and just box there with with Max Holloway. That just feels like it's it's going to end poorly for him. Um, Got to get physical. Is it's a it's a tall task. It's a tall task ahead of Arnold Allen. Look, it it's a tough style matchup in in some ways. But I think look, maybe this is biased me just being like here's I, I, manifesting what I want to happen. I think he's got ways forward. One, the biggest part to this to me. I feel confident about this. So take that, you know, for whatever it's worth. I think Max Holloway is on the decline. Okay, I think all right. we saw that in the Volkanovsky third fight. And uh, part of that is certainly Alexander Volkanovsky is a bad style matchup and an unbelievable fighter. But I also think uh, a piece of that is that Max is, has lost his fastball a little bit. And that that's what happens. He's been in this game a long time. And look, he beat Yair Rodriguez, but Yair took a piece of him that night because that's what happens in fights like that. Uh, I think I think the miles are just adding up, and so he's he's slowing up a bit, which is an ideal opportunity for Arnold Allen, who I, I think you said it, physical is the right word. Uh, he needs to be – he can't box with Max Holloway, but he can throw big, heavy counter shots when Max Holloway is trying to get his game going mix in takedowns, clinch work, physicality, and just wear on this guy who's got a lot of miles on him. So I, I was like I said, I'm on him and I feel okay about it. And I'm also backing Arnold Allen by decision. Numbers plus three thirty. If he wins, I would be pretty shocked if he gets Max Holloway out of there. Uh if he does, then incredible but max holloway has been finished once in his career unbelievably durable dude i i doubt arnold is getting him getting a finish so getting all that extra juice on the by decision i doubled up yeah i i don't see a world where he gets him out of there i was watching some tape and i was like he used to throw up some uh some front chokes some guillotines i was like man maybe like maybe i burned some money on another sub prop i was like nah he's i i don't think that's what's gonna happen and if they're if they're standing and trading, it's it's a hard world to imagine someone getting Max Holloway out of there like that. I'm with you though. Like 
you you got to apply a lot of pressure. I would love to see him use the clinch. I would love to see him mix in a takedown or two. Like we we have seen him do it in the past. Uh, but like the game plan cannot be to just go out there and try and fight at range with with Max Holloway. I mean, no matter how over the hill you think he is, that still won't work out well for Arnold Allen, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't think that will be the game plan. I think he's going to mix it up and recognize that Max has good takedown defense, but it it lessens as the fight wears on. You can get him down, and uh, so I I think he you can't be afraid to exchange on the feet, but you you've just got to be a, a comprehensive mixed martial artist. You got to bring everything. You got to defense on point, and you can't let Max get rolling because once Max gets that head full of steam. It's tough, but then he's grabbing I, your hands and he's telling you he's the best boxer in the UFC and he's giving yeah, you lessons in the fourth confidence round. Confidence out of the, yeah. <laughs> so I think we're gonna see a lot of low kicks from Arnold Allen, a lot of chopping the tree down, a lot of big heavy counter shots, trying to disrupt Max from building too much of a rhythm, takedowns, clinch work, physicality, and uh and a new contender. Because I look, I've been on this corner for a minute. I think Arnold Allen's the next featherweight champion. I think he is the guy who's going to beat Alexander Volkanovsky. Got a huge task ahead of him this weekend. Huge. But I'm you know, I'm riding with Almighty. If you're going to say anything about Ar- Arnold Allen, the dude is in shape. The dude is in crazy shape. The whole the whole family is all about physical fitness. Like I I don't worry about him lasting over the five rounds here. Uh, and like another thing that's just crazy, just going back and not only watching tape on the guy, but just breaking down his record. Like he is nineteen and one. He is ten and zero in the UFC. Like this guy wins fights a lot. He's so good, and he, it's fitting. Like you know, you saw. I don't know if you saw the images of him, but he, you know, training with Leon Edwards and and Ian Gary. It's fitting because in a lot of ways, he's he's Leon Edwards, right? Like he is. This guy is on an infinite fight win streak. Like what's 12 fights in a row, 10 in the UFC or something like that. And, and he's still in a position where he has to win one to get a title fight where fans are like, well, I don't care that he's won 10 in a row. Volkanovsky doesn't have anybody to fight. He's cleaned out the division. I don't know. Maybe fight the guy who's literally never lost in the UFC in your weight class and just beat a top five guy in Calvin Cater. Un, just not doesn't get the respect he deserves, and I'm hoping that this weekend he gets a win that's unimpeachable, that nobody can decry, can can be like, ah, uh, doesn't just like, all right, Arnold Allen's here, time to give this man his propers and let him fight for a belt. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I love that we're getting this matchup. I I think it's going to be incredible, and uh, maybe wouldn't be back. I guess I probably would be because it's, it's just a bias bet. Uh, Arnold Allen is our guy. Uh, I like that we're getting dog money on him. I, I think that's probably. I thought it would be a little bit closer, but I think it it is probably correct with everything that done that Holloway has done in his career. Uh, and you mentioned by decision. So what what you're going to help me with as we move through this podcast? I'm building a pacifist parlay, the classic Seabergs, the classic Seabergs move. Getting back to my roots, a little over one and a half parlay. We're okay. starting here. This this is. Like one. I mean, if you want me to break I it down. I also have this in a a parlay that's not all the way built that I likewise was hoping you might help. I need a third leg. I got two legs that I feel rock solid, but I need one more leg to complete the pyramid. So yeah, I'm right right now it's sitting at sitting at minus five fifty, and like to me that's just 
that's just a bingo parlay piece. Like minus 550, perfect number Locked for in. a parlay piece. Uh, Allen, before his last two fights, you know, obviously the injury with with Calvin Cater and then just bum rushing Dan Hooker in front of that London crowd. Eight UFC fights, all one over the one and a half. Max, seven straight fights have gone the distance in five round affairs, 13 straight over the one and a half. Really like that as a parlay piece. Think this one goes long. I I think it more than likely goes to a decision. I've seen that over four and a half number is is coming down. Like I think it opened at minus one seventy five. I want to say I, last I saw it was like minus one thirty or something. Uh, that feels like it's coming down. If at any point I got goes to a decision, like right now it's like minus one twenty. If that got to plus money for some reason, I I would definitely take a little poke on that as well. I mean, honestly, I yes, a thousand percent in agreement. If it's that, I think overwhelmingly likely this is going to the scorecards, um, and it's certainly going to go over three and a half. You know, like we're we're talking late in for this. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you on the one and a half. I, I stole the classic Seabirks uh, parlay piece. I, I may have I have one other leg that maybe we share. We'll we'll see, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all over this fight right now. I, I have a lot of action tied into this. I have five very solid options. I think I've got two that I've locked in, and then I'm looking to add a third from from the last three options. But I'm doing a three legger. I think three legs is pristine. I hope I, I I'm excited to hear yours, so I can find the one that I like the best to slot in to finish I love my it. parlay. We will build it as we move along. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, next up, let's keep it rolling to the co-main event of the evening. Billy Q getting back in the octagon after a big win over Alex Hernandez back at UFC 282, I believe it was. A back-and-forth affair that it looked like Billy Q was going to get finished at one point, but he does come out victorious. Right now, you can get Billy Q as the favorite, minus 175, up against Edson Barboza. Barboza going at plus 150. Uh, get him out of the way fast. Just get him out of the way quick. Uh, this is bias bet number two for me. Uh, I have been a Billy Ooh. Q backer for uh, a couple fights now. He's cost me, but he's also won me. Uh, great on MMA Twitter. Uh, and also, he's just the volume king. I mean, he just he's going to put strikes out there. He is going to be the more active fighter in almost every fight that he's in. Uh, almost eight strikes landed per minute, 7.88, the most, the most in featherweight history. I went back and watched that Bryce Mitchell-Barboza fight. 
not only does Mitchell go four for four in takedowns, I don't know if we're going to see Billy Q go for takedowns, but he has done it before. Like, it wouldn't shock me. He found some success on the feet against Edson Barboza. I think Billy Q can do the same. He is tough as nails, man. We have seen him eat some huge shots, keep moving forward. If you go back and watch that Burgos fight, like, oh my gosh, was that a banger. He ate some big shots from Burgos. Uh, went through the fire last time out. I think he's tough. I think he can can survive whatever Edson has for him. And I, I think he's going to outpoint him with that volume, weaponize that volume, and get it done by decision. I had a lot of uh, a lot of tough tough reads on this fight because I really it's it's two I got two minds here right like we just saw a fight pretty similar to this last week in my opinion uh the font Yanez fight is a this is a massive step up in competition for Billy Q as far as I'm concerned and and last week I was on the Billy Q side of things right you know I I took Adrian Yanez as the favorite and got the hand bit got nice. the hand bit I, I like this comparison I I Barbosa, if you look at his resume and certainly his record lately, killers. It a lot of losses. A lot of losses against killers, though. He has been fighting the best guys possible. Oh yeah, for, he is one of the most insane resumes. Just looking at quality of competition, not taking out wins and losses, just who he's fought better than like a ton of UFC champions currently. Like for for a decade, a decade of just fighting hitter to hitter. The worst guy he's fought is Makwan Amir Khani, who's like at least quality, and he defeated Makwan Amir Khani. So this is, I like Billy Q. I think he's a fun fighter. He is definitely not on the level of the guys, in my opinion, on the level of the guys that Edson has lost to. So this would, to me, be the worst loss kind of of Edson's career. But at 37... A lot of mileage, a lot of beatdowns, and the the book is out on him. Like it's, there's a pretty clear way to attack him, and Billy Q can do that. I don't feel great about it. Here's the thing that ultimately set my bet for me. Tell me, it it's a statistical factoid about Billy Q. Uh, he gets hit a lot. Oh, for <laughs> sure. St- statistical defense is forty percent. That's really bad. Uh, and if you that bears out if you just watch because he's throwing so much volume, he is he is making chaos. He gets hit a lot, and you don't want to get hit by Edson Barbosa at all. I didn't want to take Barbosa straight. I didn't think there's enough juice on that. So I'm throwing a half unit shot on Barbosa by KO wow. plus three seventy five. Wow. I was a little shocked to it. see Barbosa by KO is plus three seventy five just because of how much Billy Q does get hit. And if Barbosa lands a big one, I think it will be lights out. Uh, you know, if I'm just picking straight up, my guess is that Billy Q, like you, like you said, kind of overwhelms him, just keeps bringing the pressure because that has been a weakness for Barbosa. But the defensive uh, questions plus three seventy five is a big number. Just a little half unit on it. Just like to give some respect to Edson Barbosa because like I I cannot disrespect anyone for taking him as a dog here. Yeah, he's three and seven in his last ten. But if you just look at these losses, Bryce Mitchell, Giga Chikatse, Danny Gay, Paul Felder, Justin Gaethje, Kevin Lee, and Habib Nurmagomedov. That's a lot. It's a lot not, of guys that are very good. <laughs> not a single one of those dudes can you shame someone for losing to. I mean, like he's he fought and beat Benil Darius. And his wins. Like his beat Shane Dan Burgos, Hooker. Beat Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos, who I was just talking about. He beat Dan Hooker. Benny Darius. 
about Gilbert to have Melendez. a lightweight title shot? An- did he dare you? Anthony Pettis. Last loss before the ones I just mentioned. Tony Ferguson. Michael Johnson. Also, also beat Paul Felder. And the split that he lost to Paul Felder, I thought he won. I also thought he beat Dan Ige in the split he lost to Dan Ige in his featherweight debut. Like he has... Bobby Green. His last two performances have been tough. Giga ran over him and so did Bryce. And so the question is, does he still have his fastball? And he may not. But it's hard to say that, I mean, this is just such, this is the a, a clear step down for him, in my opinion, Definitely. and a huge step up for, Quant, for, for Billy Q. And so it's, uh, last week I was on the other side and I, I was an idiot. So this week I'm trying to learn. I'm trying Respect. to learn. Connor. Respect. No, no, no. And I, it's flipped because I'm a little biased to Billy Q. You were a little biased to Adrian Giannis. Just, oh, yes, for sure. Just, just one more time here. Since November of 2020, November 22nd of 2014, Edson Barboza's opponents, Bobby Green, Michael Johnson, Paul Felder, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis, Gilbert Melendez, Benil Dariush, Habib Nurmagomedov, Kevin Lee, Dan Hooker, Justin Gaethje, Paul Felder, Dan Ige, Makwan Americani, Shane Burgos, Giga Chikatse, Bryce Mitchell. That is crazy. So I'm bald. I'm just looking at this quickly. That's five lightweight champions, four in the UFC, Gilbert Melendez's strike force. Another two dudes who fought for the lightweight title are among that. That is an insane run of people. That is his last nine years. Every single time he's gone to the octagon, it has been against a just absolute murderer. Like that is shout out to Edson Barboza, man. Great. Hell of a career. Can't wait to talk about him on Damn They Were Good one day. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep it rolling on the main card. A light heavyweight bout. Dustin Jacoby taking on Azamat Mirzakhanov. Right now, you can have Jacoby. This line has, as many of these lines have, this this has been coming back Mirzakhanov's way pretty heavy. Jacoby opened at like a minus 210. Uh, right now, he's at minus 165. Mirzakhanov coming back plus 140. Uh, I thought about playing Jacoby before I saw the lines. At almost two to one, I, I wasn't really that interested just because Osmot's undefeated. He's knocked out all three dudes he's fought in the UFC. I, I understand he's a he's an undersized light heavyweight. He'll be undersized in this matchup. Dustin Jacoby is a fantastic fantastic kickboxer and striker, but I don't know. Just at that price tag, I I found some other bets that I wanted to make, so I'm just staying away on this one. So I've uh, I've yet to place a bet because that line movement has kept coming towards Murs and. Uh, I want to see if it keeps moving that way because yeah, like this if feels you, like a great spot for Jacoby. If you get me. Jacoby at like what, like minus one thirty, like I, I don't know if it's going to get that low, but it's been I, steady. Dropping. I feel good about him at minus one fifty, and I still am kind of okay with it. I've been debating whether I should just take it now in case it pops back up, or there, I keep seeing it drop. There's been one book that's that's had him at minus one fifty nine since Monday. Uh, hasn't changed yet. Might be uh, off. Yeah, I might, I might keep my eye on that. Like, if it, if it gets down to, yeah, like you said, minus one fifty, minus one forty five, I, I might, I might take a poke on Dustin. Uh, gave me if a fan. It's minus one fifty. I'm for sure taking a poke. I may still just go one six five here. Like, I, I mean, he's looked so good since coming back to the UFC. I thought he should have be. I, I was betting on Khalil Roundtree as the glory killer. That's what Khalil Roundtree yeah. oh, does. Yeah. No, I remember this. I remember this well because I was on Dustin. Yeah, and uh, I don't think he should have gotten that win. I felt that I I snuck away with one there. 
Uh, and I mean, just look at it. Like since coming back to the UFC, that this, he should have won like eight in a row or something insane like that. Uh, just a, a clean class, you know, classy might not be, but a clean quality kickboxer. And Merzikhanov is not, I don't know. I'm not sold on him at all. Uh, he's given up some physical advantages here. He's he's going to be invested in striking against Jacoby, and I think Jacoby's just better at it. So I mean that I, fight against uh Tafon and Chukwi, like he was down two rounds to none, no doubt. Because I was on yeah. Azamat there. And then he got the KO. Fly to me, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Uh and yeah, you can't discount that, but like I but he, I dude, he dog walked Devin Clark. Yeah, like I, I just from like that Jacoby. second round on. He he dog walked him back. I, I like Jacoby too. That's that's New York Rick's like guy guy. I was on him. It uh, is it is in, in New York Rick's guy. Yeah, like I was on him pretty good uh against uh Duwu Jung, Da on Jung, mm-hmm. uh when I was there in person. And I got like that kind of weird flash knockout, but still first round knockout and cash for us. Uh so yeah, I'm gonna keep an eye on that line, see what happens with it. Uh but I- I'm going to wait until tomorrow and I'm going to take it, whatever it's at. Because if it's still at minus 165, I'm still going to take it. But I'm going to hope that it comes down to 150. I think I might wait all the way till Friday. I might just sit, see what happens. Patient man. Uh, all right, let's keep it rolling on the main card. Another light heavyweight bout. Ion Kutalaba taking on Tanner Bozer. Tanner Bozer coming down to 205 in this one, uh, making his, his debut right now. Kutalaba is minus 125, Bozer plus 105. I, I played Kutalaba last week, and saying that sounds kind of crazy. You know, trusting either of these dudes with your money is uh, it's a risky affair. Uh, I took him at plus 105. Bozer moving down to light heavyweight was never that impressive at, at heavyweight. Not as if Kutalaba has been the most impressive either, but I just think there's a path to victory for him. Uh, if you just go back and watch the Nascimento fight that Bozer just had, at heavyweight before the move down. He gets taken down every round. He gets controlled for eight minutes. I don't think that should have been a split decision. I, I thought Nascimento definitely won. One judge saw it 30-27. And I think that's what Kutalaba can do. Like, no need to stand and, and throw haymakers with him because you're probably just going to get knocked out if that happens. He does have a, uh, a strong capability to get knocked out. But I think the path to victory is there. Just go in and just blast takedowns early and often. You said something that I could not agree with you more there, and it's how could you possibly trust your money to either of these dudes? And I am on unit, board with that. Unit. And so instead what I did Tell is me. I trusted my money to greater powers than me. I trusted my money to chat GPT. Oh, ah, here is it is. This is the it. Chat the chat GPT, GPT bet bet. of the week. Let's go. Brilliant idea. Gotta, I gotta say, Connor, I'm 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 sad for you because oh, it's not the You're about to break my heart. I am about to break your heart. Here's what ChatGPT has to say about this particular bout. As soon as the bell rang, Kudalaba charged forward, throwing a powerful overhand right. Bozer right. quickly stepped to the side, avoiding the punch and countering with a swift kick to Kudalaba's midsection. Kudalaba <laughs> stumbled back, but regained his composure, threw another punch that narrowly missed Bozer's head. Bozer continued to use speed and agility, darting in and out, landing sharp kicks <laughs> Sound, and punches. Sounds like Bozer. Yeah, Kudala, uh, speed and agility is Tanner Bozer. I that's, think we can all agree. That's the bulldozer. 
Kudalaba tries to keep up with heavy punches and grappling for takedowns, but Bozo's yeah, okay. quick reflexes and evasive maneuvers <laughs> make it difficult to land anything yeah. substantial. Great takedowns. As the, as the fight wears on, both guys get tired. They show signs of fatigue, but the it's, determination it's never wavers. Kudalaba does manage to land a few good punches and get a takedown to Bozer. All right, believe but, this. But, but Bozer gets back to his feet and Kudalaba never gains a significant advantage. In the end, the judges' scorecards wow. were close, but Tanner Bozer emerges as the victor. A hard-fought unanimous decision. Wow, unanimous. And so, the chat GPT bet this week, we are taking Tanner Bozer at plus 105, and we're putting a half unit on Bozer by decision at plus 325. Wow. Let's go. I thought that'd be a bigger number. I can't lie. I thought it'd be yeah, a little bit it, bigger. So, so did I, but uh, you know, Kudalaba largely uh, is a get or get guy, guy so I yes. think that's why the number comes down if Bozer's going to win. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why I thought that's why it was. We're only putting a half unit on that. By that's the why way. I thought it'd be bigger because Kudalaba is literally get or get got. Like that's just kind of what he does. It's, uh, it's. I'm. I'm so excited. When I was looking at this card, I was like. I definitely don't want to break this fight down because I don't know what the hell is going to happen in it. So I mean, like I, the fact that I am trusting a unit of of my own money with with Ayan Kudalaba to to follow a strong game plan, a smart game plan, is my own wrongdoing. It's the same thing as as betting on Aspen Lad. It's this is all my fault, but uh, that's what I'm doing here. Well, I'm trusting an algorithm which just told me that Bozer's quick reflexives and evasive maneuvers will make it difficult for Kutalaba to have yeah, success. Listen, we're not good betters here. We've we've said it a million times. We're, we we like to have some fun. Uh, I'm going to have the most. I got to tell you, the chat GPT bet is my favorite thing I've ever come up with. It is the most fun every week. Uh, I'm praying it. We're, I'm praying it goes to a decision and and Kutalaba robs him for a split, so you can at least be like that would we still be it. fun. We should still oh, yeah. be fun. Honestly, if it goes to a decision, I, I think that's fun enough. All right, let's keep it rolling. Main card: Men's bantamweight bout. Pedro Munoz taking on Chris Gutierrez. Right now, Gutierrez is a minus two fifteen favorite. Munoz coming back plus one eighty five. Uh, I think this is going to be an exciting fight, dude. Kicks galore uh, so from both kicks. of these guys. Uh, I mean, Gutierrez, like, he's fast, he's dangerous, but Munoz is is no walkover. Uh, minus 215, I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't bet a side here, but to me, it feels like it could be dog or pass. Love that read because I've taken the dog. Uh, I, I don't blame you at all. I mean, there's there's a world where I get around to it. Yeah, I've I, been considering I, it. I don't know if I'm just, like, totally missing the mark here because uh, I like Chris Gutierrez. Love Chris but, Gutierrez. I mean, this is, I mean, Munoz has very, very solid boxing and is as committed to the low kicks as Chris Gutierrez is. And this is a bit of a logical leap making here uh, because there's not a ton to, to, to show it on the tape. I'm going to assume that if you are as committed of a low kicker as Pedro Munoz is, you also know how to defend low kicks. That's a, a big part of your game as that well. That makes sense. Uh, and so I think that that's going to really defang Chris Gutierrez in a lot of ways because uh, he is very much a, a kicker. Uh, and I also just think Pedro Munoz has the grappling advantage. Underrated on the ground. Uh, I think this is a very competitive fight. Uh, maybe Chris Gutierrez should be a favorite, but I don't think he should be up at the minus 200 range. So it's a, it's a dog or pass bet for me for sure. And I think there's enough value to take a shot on Munoz. 
All right, man. I, I respect that. I I don't know if I'm going to get around to it, but I like that number. Plus 185 hurts That's a lot good, less yeah, when you when number. you lose on a plus 185. Um, now, here's one thing I did want to throw out to you. A potential for the pass fist parlay. Munoz, six straight over one and a half, eight of his last ten. Gutierrez, yes, he did get the, fir- the first round finish over Frankie Edgar last time out, but his eight UFC fights prior to that all went over the one and a half. I don't hate it. I want to hear what else we have going. Cool. I don't want to come hey, listen, to that one, but I, I had don't to hate ma- that. Had to make you aware of it. Maybe we can get it into it in a minute. All right. Let's keep rolling on the main card. Lightweight bout. Clay Guida. Your favorite fighter, my favorite fighter, Jed's favorite fighter, Clay Guida. Taking on Hafa Garcia right now. Garcia can be taken at minus 250. Guida plus 210. This is revenge bet number one. Oh, good. I'm so excited you said this. I had a I, feeling you had to be on it. It's time. I'm to not avenge. on it, but I want uh, to take my revenge. All right. So I'm I got very it. upset with Clay Guida. I said it earlier in the podcast. I took it at minus 190. That was earlier in the week. These lines are, are kind of all over the place. Yes. You know, I do apologize for that. But we're here to avenge the great Scott Holtzman. We're here to avenge awesome. the great Jed Mishu. And we're here to get it back. I I love that energy. I uh, I I'm not on it just because the number is too high, but I can be petty. I love revenge, and he's gonna win, right? Like he's maybe I'll just use Hava Garcia in a in a parlay. Maybe I'll just parlay him in instead of a pacifist parlay. I'm trying to build. So I love this energy. I mean, he's younger, arguably a better grappler. I mean, there are gonna be some scrambles going on in this fight for sure. Uh, and I just, I'm going to forever bet against 41 year old Clay Guida at this point. I just can't back him. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm just out for, for revenge. That's, that's really it. I probably wouldn't have backed Hoffa Garcia at minus minus one ninety if it, if it wasn't for that, but we, we can't, a, it's definitely a price. We can't, it's definitely dis- a big price. We can't disgrace the good name of Scott Holtzman. Now I also wanted to throw out, this is another potential one. Of the three, this is number two of the potentials uh, for the over one and a half. Hafa Garcia, we don't really have to worry about. I think it's, I believe it's eight straight. Yeah, just the man's a decision machine. Decision machine. What we have to worry about is our whole night getting ruined by Clay Guida getting a rear naked choke in the first round or something. I don't, I, so I, I, this was one that I was looking at. So we're of, of a like mind. I wasn't looking at one and a half, so I don't actually know that price. I was just looking at the over, over two and a half. What's uh what's the one and a half price? So it hasn't dropped yet. That's another reason, uh, you know, we kind of got some time to work at books that are not available to me. It is sitting at minus 380. Yeah. I think I like that as the third leg for mine. Okay. All right. Well, we haven't gotten to leg two yet, but I I, I have a feeling we're going to have a, a similar one for leg two. Uh, it, potentially, but yeah, I I think I like that price a lot. Um, this this fight's like I said, I was considering going over two and a half, over one and a half. Love over one and a half. All right. Well, let's keep it rolling. Let's move on to the prelims. Another featherweight bout. A lot of featherweight bouts on this card. T.J. Brown is taking on Bill Algio, Senior Perfect. Right now, you can have Aljo minus 210, TJ Brown plus 180, another another fight that the line has moved a lot on. 
Um, I want to say Algeo opened up at like a minus 140 price. Uh, I did take Algeo. I think he's more well-rounded. Uh, I think he's got the ground game to hang with with TJ Brown going for the takedowns. And I think as, as the fight goes on, TJ Brown's going to wear out and Bill Algeo is going to be able to wear on him. Um, now the dude has really big finishing capabilities. Both dudes tough. I think Algeo bounces back after the Andre Feely fight and uh, and gets it done. I I have nothing to disagree with. I uh, I have not done any tape study on this. Uh, full transparency. Got a little caught up in some other things. Had some other stuff I was working on. So uh, there are a couple of. I don't have a lot of prelim action. There are a couple of spots that I can look at and say, I'm kind of interested. I want to dive a little deeper. I just haven't had the time. My ballpark read would be that Bill Algio should get this done, but I, I'm just going to trust what you're saying for for the time being. All right, here's one more that I want to throw out to you. This is the third potential, oh, the okay. the one that is not locked in. Over one and a half here, 14 combined UFC fights for the guys. 13 have gone over the one and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's that price? Again, not available to me yet, but at books that are not available to me, minus 370. I don't I don't hate that one. I mean this one is probably not getting an early finish. I'm thinking and the only time that Bill Algio has had the finish was against Herbert Burns who mm-hmm. is Mr. Killer be killed. And also, then, wasn't that a corner stoppage? Uh I believe so. Yeah, I mean uh I was those, at that Those never happen. I was I was at that one live. Herbert Burns was just done. He was just done. Uh, and then TJ Brown has some uh, has some third and late second round submissions, but mostly I, decisions. I like that one. I think that's pretty good. I don't like it as much as a, a Guida Garcia. I love the Guida Garcia one. Oh, you you firm on love the Guida Garcia. I love over one the Guida Garcia. Wow. I think over one and a half there. I love over one and okay. a half there. Okay. Um, but so far, I, I, I like this one as well. All right. I love the over one and a half in. Uh, in uh, Arnold Allen versus Max Holloway, I love, I love, I, I want to marry that over one and a half. Let me just that go. Let me just go ahead because one. it was supposed to be the last co- fight we were going to talk about. I'm just going to get out of the way. My second leg that I'm for sure doing is the Jocelyn Edwards Lucy Putalova. Let's go, half. baby! I mean, of course, like, twelve of their combined thirteen UFC fights gone over the one and a half. Like it's, it's there. It's we're probably going to pay a price tag of like minus six hundred, minus seven hundred. I don't oh, I'm, care. I'm just going to take them over two and a half. That's I'm not probably even smart. one and a half. That's probably smart. Connor, I look. I did. I did the legwork. Well, one, all five of Jocelyn Edwards' fights have gone to decision inside the UFC. Eight of the last ten for Pudilova have gone to decision. Six of eight inside the UFC have gone to decision for Pudilova. It's a lot of decisions. But Connor, I dug deeper. Deep. I did even more legwork. Tell me. I looked at every women's bantamweight fight that happened last year. There weren't that many of them, so it actually. But it took a while to figure out how many there were. Connor, last year there were 12 women's bantam. I'm sorry, 13 women's bantam weight fights last year. Wow, such a, such a rare beauty. It is. It, they you, don't you, happen. You only all get the time. them as often as you get a UFC pay per view. 13 bantam You get fights, one a month, 13 basically. And of, uh, eight of them ended up going to decision. If you add in featherweight bouts, too, as the women's featherweight, it's, it's a big number. They're all going to the to the scorecards. It's just, it's just how they go. Eight of 13 though. What's the percentage on that? Uh, well, so there is, I don't know what the percentage is, but, uh, 
as I was diving into this, there were a couple of um it's only sixty one percent. There were a couple of interesting outliers who uh <laughs> had played a large role in the multiple finishes going on there. Uh, I'm trying to think who because I didn't write this down. Give me a second and I'll pull it up. Uh, I know Irene Aldana. Had, like, Irene Aldana had a had a finish. Irene Aldana had a, uh, had a finish for sure. The, Give me the a second. Upkick liver shot up. on Macy Chazon, I believe. Uh, Amanda Nunez went to a decision with Juliana Pena. N- Nunez was was a big decision. Uh, it was Myra Brena Silva. Uh, was, ah, yes. Myra Brena Silva hit, was was doing doing some of God's work with finishes lately. So a couple of Stephanie Egger, who was also on yes. one of those Myra Brena Silvas. But who all Stephanie Egger was actually the one. She fought three of the 13 women's band and wave fights, or were Stephanie Egger, and she got finished in all three of them. She got finished in all three of them. Shout out all to Stephanie. All three of Egger. them last year. Thank you. Thank you for your <laughs> so, for your service. Stephanie. She was doing a lot of work uh, as far as that goes for them last year. But in general, we're seeing the scorecards. These two women in particular, they're seeing the scorecards. I just went. The over two and a half is is just going to be one of my parlay legs. All right. There's a world. All right. Edwards Putalova, Alan Holloway, no doubts going in there. Love them both. Lo- love them both. You love Guida Garcia. I really like Guida Garcia. I Maybe might, love's not the right word, but I really like I might go like as far it. to say that I love Brown Algeo. Oh, okay. I mean, thirteen of their fourteen UFC fights. Like, they, I mean, it's. But if I go all four, I'm getting too greedy. Uh, is there such a thing? <laughs> I want to. All right. Once the lines come available, available to me, that's when I'll I'll see what I'm going to do. See where. See but what I think that? all okay. four of those are very. I solid don't parlay. hate that as a four leg parlay. I'm just going to be as a four leg over one and a half pacifist parlay. As a man it. that has anxiety issues when it comes to betting overs, it will be pure tor- torture for me. There's yeah, people this, are always like, "This is a this is a bet I love. I love overs. It's so much fun." Yes, you're electric. You're a psycho. I squirm in my seat <laughs> until it hits the moment. I can't stand. And then then I constantly say as it's happening, I'm like, "God, I hate overs. Why do I bet these? If I can get that, all right. Here's the deal. If I can get that at plus money, then I will do it." If I cannot, plus money, I'm joining you. If I can't, then I'm just going to choose three and just eat the chalk. I look. That's a. I I respect that approach. If it's a plus money, I'm joining you. All right, I love for sure. I love it. I will Uh, remove my what my my own passivist parlay, and instead I'll just replace it with that. If it's those four legs over one and and a half plus money, a reminder that's Pudelova Edwards, Algio Brown, Garcia Guida, and Alan Holloway, all over one and a half. Boom. I hope that the MMA Hour Parlay Pals is just this bet. <laughs> I, I would actually be really cool with that. That would be that That'd would be, be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to use one of those as my MMA Hour Parlay leg. That is for sure. Uh, all right. Enough talk about overs, though, because I ain't really an overs guy. What I am is a flyweight unders guy, and that's unders! exactly what we've got here. Men's flyweight bout. Mateus Nicolau, up-and-coming prospect, fantastic fighter. But he ain't the A-side here, folks. He ain't the A-side. The A-side is Brandon Raw Dog Roy Val making it back to the octagon. This is 
a friend of the program. This is a friend of the flyweight unders. UFC career. He's seen one third round. Five of his six UFC fights have ended in either round one or round two. He pushes the pace. He is aggressive, and he is constantly looking for finishes. Uh, Over was a no-brainer. Nicolau, on the other side, he isn't the biggest finisher, but he does have five KOs. He does have five submissions. He is a BJJ black belt. I do think he has the grappling chops to hang with Roy Val. If I'm giving you my exact prediction, I think Roy Val pushes the pace. I think Roy Val is very aggressive in this fight, but the counterpunching of Nicolau pays off, and he finishes Brennan Rodell round one or round two. By the exact same read. Uh, and I didn't even think twice about this. Brandon Royval is is what flyweight unders are all about. Oh, no, no, no. When I, when I say like I didn't think twice about this, as soon as the line popped up, I was like, under, under. Boom. Bang. No question. Smashed it. Don't need to and watch that's tape. That's where we're at. That's where Zero we're at. Zero tape study done. Uh, I threw a little shekel on Mateus Nicolau money line as well. Don't hate it. I do think he's going to win. There's another line that has gotten inflated, as almost every line has this yeah. week. I don't know um, that I want to bet him at where he's at at minus 210, but... Oof. Sorry about that, folks. No, that wasn't a hurricane. That was just my shoulder hitting the microphone. Hurricane uh, competes on Friday in the PFL. Nice. That was nice. Uh, yeah, I've been working out. My shoulders are getting a little broader over here. No big deal. Summer's around the corners, ladies and gents. Make sure you're getting in the gym. Uh, all right, that's that. No, no much, Not much else to say on that one, uh, so let's just keep it rolling. To a women's strawweight bout, Jillian Robertson fighting not at flyweight. She's making the move down to 115, taking on undefeated Piera Rodriguez. Uh, right now, Jillian Robertson has flipped to the favorite in this matchup. Minus 125, the undefeated 9-0, Piera Rodriguez, plus 105 coming back. Uh, I took Jillian when she was when she was at plus money. I I I mean, the record is... I like that much better at plus money than as a, as a, as a minus. I mean, the record is not great, eleven and seven, but like she's she's much more experienced. She's coming down, and she's going to be the bigger fighter in this situation. Piera Rodriguez likes to take this to the mat, and if this goes to the mat, I think Jillian Robertson. There's levels to this, and I, I think she is a level above Piera she's Rodriguez in this finisher. one. I I really do think she is incredibly live for a submission in this fight. Um, kind of a kind of just a, a quick pull trigger for me. I didn't really do a ton of state ton of tape study on it but just knowing the fighters pass uh that's what i felt that's what i rolled with i don't i don't hate that from uh as an underdog i don't feel confident really enough to to be giving her a minus money on it but uh, i do think she's live for a submission be interested interested to see what a submission prop line looks like uh but until then at books not available to me. Jillian Robertson, no subline, but inside the distance is plus one sixty. That's maybe something. Maybe um, sub will be like plus one eighty or so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if if subs like plus two, which probably wouldn't be it, but if it does, is for whatever reason around plus two, might take a shot on that. All right, let's keep it rolling. Final fight that I got to get into. I don't know about you, but it's a lightweight battle. One more. Sweet. Lando Venata taking on Daniel Zellhuber. Uh, This is revenge bet number two for me. I'm going dark. 
I'm going. I'm going CD. Feels like I'm in Gotham right now with how many revenge bets I had I this weekend. So respect this bet. Listen, if you were there, if you if you took place in what happened in Zellhuber Ogden, it was tough. If you had Zellhuber finishing every one of your parlays like a dolt, like I did, you knew that this was a play that you had to make. Now listen, follow cautiously as. Zell Huber could just become enemy number one uh, when he wins this weekend. This could be a great buy low spot for the guy. He's only 23 years old. He could have just the moment be too big, and now he's going to shine, shake off the the butterflies, and and he end up ends up having a great performance. He is going against the guy that he has, you know, physical attributes that lend to winning the fight, especially if it stays at range. I mean, he's going to have a, a four inch height advantage, a, a six inch reach advantage, but with the way he looked against Trey Ogden, I I can't I cannot back him again. He he couldn't get any punches off. He couldn't get activated. Uh and yeah, he essentially just didn't do anything to win the fight, and Trey Ogden was was held victorious. And then in a somewhat similar style matchup, Bahamondes took on Trey Ogden and rolled this past weekend. Uh so yeah. That's the end of my uh, my soliloquy here on on my revenge bet. Lando Venata is what I think. I love it. It's important to be petty. Uh, I am very petty this week. Yeah, just just get after him for it. I am not joining you on this, uh, but I support you in all things. There's a very real world where we're coming back here next week, and it's just like, Zobra bounce back. By love. I just don't have any kind of a read here. Uh, like I said, I haven't done enough tape study, but, you know, if if... It'll be if you do lose, you can take solace knowing that you found a new mortal enemy. I'm cool with now, that. Now cool you will that. now have a guy to root against forever, and that's important. The golden boy, young, he's going to have a long UFC career, and I'm going to be able to root against them every step of the way. And you said that was your last one, good sir. Tell me your last one. Well, we already talked about it briefly. Uh, it's Jocelyn Edwards versus Lucy Pudelova. Oh, oh outside great. of us just talking, you know, the Edwards Edwards Pudelova, uh, the overs that that we discussed. I'm also taking a shot on Jocelyn Edwards at underdog odds plus one fifteen. Uh, look, if you, I'm not entirely sure why this fight isn't just a pick 'em. Um, Edwards, when she's lost in the UFC, it's been because they have taken her down over and over and over again. And that's that's not Lucy Pudelova's game. Edwards is going to have a, a clear reach advantage and a volume advantage. I mean, she really piles up the strikes in her wins against Pudelova. I think this fight's just an actual coin flip, and you can get Edwards at plus 115. So I'm taking the underdog shot. No shame in that game. Women's MMA lot, underdogs are a lot of underdogs. Who are you got? Underdogs this week. Who are you on? Allen, uh, Bozer, obviously, uh, Munoz, and Edwards, and Shane Burgos. If we're counting PFL, so I got five underdogs this week. I'm on Allen. I took Kudalab at plus money. I took Jillian Robertson at plus money, and I took Lando Venata at plus money. Obviously, we're giving out a lot of a lot of underdog. Uh, a few of those lines have moved, so yeah, a few of those lines have moved. I technically am not giving them out, which I feel bad about, but uh, yeah. But that's it. We're ready for Kansas City. That's UFC. Boots Kansas on the City. ground. Do you have if Daniel Zell Huber wins? Should I ask him uh, if 
if he is doing this intentionally just to hurt you. Oh yeah, you're gonna sit in the media I, room after. I'll be doing the media. I'll be asking the questions. He comes up if he pulls out a win over Lando. Should I be like, do you know who Connor Burks is and why do you hate him? Yeah, I actually don't, don't even ask if he knows who I am. Just ask plain and simple. Why do you hate Connor? Burks? Why do you hate Connor Burks? What What is your problem, sir, with Connor Burks? Oh man, that's actually great. You're gonna be boots on the ground. What What question can we get you to ask? Uh, definitely at any pre-fight press conferences, Look, ask if any of them are locks. That's always I will hilarious. not. I will everyone not be lo- at any of the pre-fight stuff. Oh, so man. Everyone loves when that when people do that. I will if Brandon Orval wins. I will ask him if he knows what he means to Flyweight Under Nation. Yes, yes. Like, if he wins by finish, you actually have to ask. Like, him do you know what Flyweight Under is, and do you know what you mean to all of us in the nation? Your finishing capabilities are legendary around these parts uh, all right that's it ufc kansas city uh easy clean hour in out looking forward to it uh, i'm going to try to mount a little thing we like to call a streak back-to-back winning ufc cards love a streak. i'm pretty sure that would be my first one of 2023 which is mind-boggling to me because Speaks i don't know what the year I I don't know what happened at at midnight on December 31st, 2022. I traded that Georgia win for being good at MMA betting. That's what happened. Look, that field goal shanks left and all of our betting is right there. And look, I'd take that trade 10 times out of 10. I think I probably would, but man, this is not that fun. There were a couple times I, I had multiple streaks last year of five winning weeks and, and more like on several occasions. I miss those maybe, days. That's, maybe we're just getting all the losses out now, and it's about to be it's a long-term you know, game. April on. Oh, my we gosh. Never, we might never lose a game. Don't let me get hot this summer. Do not let me get hot this summer. That's all I'm going to say. Just saying. If we Don't never let me get hot again, this summer. It'll be with the with the shoulders from working out. Have it, have it all going for you. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, next week, there's going to be some bad blood on this podcast. We head back to the apex. Sergey Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, main event. Oh, there is so much bad blood coming into that fight. I can't wait. I can't wait. I am not excited about the heavyweight over next week. I wouldn't be. I certainly would not be. Not Sergey Pavlovich is enemy of the heavyweight over state. Oh man, for sure, no doubt. Uh, Fantastic fight. Cannot wait for that one. Enjoy Kansas City, brother. Get some good barbecue. Enjoy the fights. The fact that you're going to be that close to that high level of a fight, I'm jealous. Get there safe. Cash some bets. I will bets. also say, guys, I got to say, I, I'm, not willing to, I'm not willing to say that it's a fact, but I'm just throwing it out there. The last couple of events I've gone to, the magic has, has happened. When I show up to an event, Ooh. the fighters, they stand up. They take notice. They're like, oh. Okay, Jed's here. Jed's front row. We we gotta put. Gotta on show, show out for Jed. Yeah, it's it's a thing that has happened before. Is all I'm gonna say. And so, just um, you know, be on the lookout. I don't want to say that it will happen for sure, but uh, oh, there's a real chance. UFC 236 was in Atlanta. That was Holly, Holloway Poirier two plus Izzy Gastelum, the two best fights of 2019. Uh, it, it tends to happen, so keep your eyes. Stay, be prepared. Be ready. 
I will be prepared. I hope that that comes to fruition. I hope that the main event is just awesome. That's Fire that's all I'm hoping baby. for. Uh, back to the apex next week. Can't wait. Talk then. Love y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible. Ability and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.